Hey there, everyone, and welcome to your next episode of The Water Trio, where I'm here with my dear friends, Alicia, Yusuf, and Kelly Surtees. So tonight we're going to have a little bit more fun and we're going to do our fast three water trio uh, question and answer uh, 60 seconds. We're going to answer some of your um, questions that have come through our various social media platforms. So Lishi, you got that timer up and running? I do. It's ready awesome. to go. Awesome. And are you going to throw us the first question? Yes. Uh, your take on planets retrograde in the birth chart. Um, we've had it asked about both personal and outer planets. Ready? Go. Kel, is oh, that I you? Oh, I thought Cass was answering. Sorry. Oh, oh my it's God. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, reset the okay. timer. A retrograde moment. That's okay. <laughs> okay, um, so... I Kel? can do it. I just thought Cass was. Sorry. All right. Okay. 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 Three, two, one. Go, Kel. Okay. So planets retrograding the birth chart. <laughs> um, not super important if it's an outer planet because they spend so much time retrograde. It's kind of just as normal to have them retrograde as not. Um, but quick moving planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars retrograde, super important. And so you want to identify the topics connected with that planet, Mercury's communication, Mars action, Venus relationship, but also look to the houses ruled by those planets. Expect some delays or more of an internal process around how you're going to get those topics or areas of life flowing and functional. It's very doable. It just might take a little bit more time or a little bit more effort. I don't know how close I am to my 60 seconds. <laughs> You've still got 20 seconds. Oh, my God, I typed so quickly. Go, go, go. You can stop if, if you, you want to. If you have Jupiter and Saturn um, retrograde in the birth chart, it can be significant depending on how important Jupiter and Saturn are in your birth chart. So if you have an ascendant or a midheaven ruled by Jupiter or Saturn, then that becomes a bit important. Otherwise, it's not as important either. So there we go. That's all I could fit in. Um, oh, my Lord. Kath, we both started to talk then, didn't we? Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> It's like being in like, is there some game show like the 60 second hot seat or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. Something like that. Anyway, that's what it feels like we're on. Okay. Lishi, have you set that timer again? Ready? Go, Cass. Okay. okay. Retrograde planets. If you read any text from antiquity, no author really says anything positive about retrograde planets. That being said, it really does depend on your philosophy behind retrograde planets because when you think about uh, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, for instance, when they are retrograde, they are technically closer to us. They are closer to Earth. They are brighter. So is that a bad thing or is it a call to your attention that there's something that you need to pay more attention to in your life or work with a little bit more deeper. So in some of the Indian traditions of astrology, they actually see retrograde planets mm. as a gift yeah. um, mm. and they see it as, you know, because they have a bit more of a generalizing here, spiritual life or a little bit more of, of that stuff. Here in the West where, like, if things aren't progressing at a breakneck speed, that's, you know, that that's not a cool thing for us. And so we're not good with oh, retrograde. Oh, that's the timer. Oh, my God. I actually went over. That was the first time ever. Anyway, I could go on a lot about that. But your turn, Lishi. Okay. Um, agree a lot with both of you. So I thought to add something a little bit different. Um, I with Mercury retrograde, it's the turning of the mind inwards. And I also find that there's very much a more intuitive approach to the world rather than this kind of outward 
um, focused energy with thinking. It's almost like you have to kind of chew on your words first or, or think things through in your head before you speak them out. Um, Venus, the same. Venus retrograde is almost like connecting to your own heart first before you connect out into the world with people. It's like, well, um, how does this work for me? How, who can I unify with? And in what ways do I have to kind of be thinking about me in terms of this relationship? Mars retrograde, I find in the birth chart a little bit more frustrating because Mars likes to be doing. He likes to be forward thrusting. And under retrograde, he's not so happy. That's it. It's Done. so tricky, Four. isn't it? A forward <laughs> thrusting planet, hey? There's something in there for all of us. Okay. Um <laughs> It's a bit late at night for you gals, I can tell. Um, I wanted to give a shout out, Cass, to you because you just did a webinar on retrograde planets. So if people want I more did, on this you. topic, it's on your website somewhere. Somewhere. You'll find it. Or they can it. email the you to get the link or something. Yeah, yeah, you'll as a little find plug. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. What's our next question, Lishi? Uh, 12th house. Oh, juicy. You go first on this mm-hmm. one then, Cass. Oh, me again. Okay. Uh, is my timer set? Ready, set, go. Okay. So when you're talking 12th house, planets in the 12th house, from the perspective of the ascendant, you can't see them. So to you as the individual, 12th house can be a place of uh, difficulty, like a certain soul trauma or soul torment. You can't see it. That being said, everybody else can. Okay, so other people can see your 12th house stuff more than you can see it. So sometimes I see it with other people that you may not trust in your own gifts or your own talents to perhaps share something with the world. Often people who have 12th house planets feel unseen, although they are very seen. And so that's something to keep in mind. I think one of the questions was, will I ever make it as a singer with all these 12th house planets? But Madonna, look at her. Um, Again, like it had to, from Madonna, I've done a lot of work with her astrologically. I think for her, for instance, it had to come from within a self-belief. I think that's my buzzer, so I've stopped talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my go, ready, go. Okay. Um, one of the big themes I see about the 12th house is that exactly what you were saying has the, the self-belief and the self-undoing. This can be where we can self-sabotage or pull ourselves apart. In ancient astrology, they talked about the 12th house as the bad daemon or the place where we have the hidden enemies. And I often find that the hidden enemies can come from within. So where look to where you're being your own worst enemy when it comes to 12th house planets. However, I also find with the 12th house is this is an area of life where we can peel back the veil between this world and the next. Um, I've found time and time again, clients coming through with packed 12th houses who um, are, you know, telepathic in some way or, you know, have had transcendental experiences or really look and seek for that. Um, So, yeah, that can definitely be a 12th house thing as well. Yay, I beat the buzzer. Oh, you beat your buzzer. Excellent. (laughs) Okay. Nice work. Kel, Kel, ready? Your 60 seconds. Okay. Start. Go. Okay, 
So planets in the 12th house, just to pick up on one point you said, Cass, one thing I see with planets in the 12th is that we sometimes see them coming out in our career if the planet in the 12th is an aspect to the midheaven or an aspect to the 10th house. So that's sometimes you can't necessarily use that planet personally, but sometimes it serves you professionally in some capacity. Now, the topics of the 12th house, one of the words the ancient Greeks used was this idea of the metacosmos. So it does represent that kind of veil between, you know, what we can know and see tangibly and what we can't. And that's how we get, you know, some of the spiritual themes that are in the 12th house, which I definitely agree with. The bad spirit, bad diamond energy, it's in contrast to bad fortune. So 6th house is bad fortune, which is very loosely and quickly translated as things that hurt your body. 12th house is things that hurt your mind or your spirit or your energetics. So when you have a lot of planets in the 12th house, you can be someone who suffers or struggles with maybe psychological or emotional or spiritual things, but you can also be someone who helps people in those areas. And I have uh, like a whole no more time. to go, but my buzzer is up. Um, <laughs> but I am and just to give I've done one. You a yeah. shout out. Oh, yep. Okay. I was just yeah. about to yeah, shout out go, go, for go. you. Kelly's shouting out herself. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Generously, let me shout from the rooftop. Oh my god! You say it, Kel, because you're gonna t- you're gonna say it better. You've got well, a twelfth house webinar, webinar coming up. Yeah, yeah, I did do one um, called Diving Into the Darkness on the 8th and 12th house back in April, which is available. It looks at 8th and 12th house, but I'm going, we, we had such a positive response to that that I'm going to do more on the 12th house and that webinar is coming up in August. Um, oh my God, I had I had like a whole post-it of notes and I only got through half of them. <laughs> I was like 60 seconds, one post-it, that should be enough. I know, they go. those seconds are going really fast they go tonight. Fast. Is your iPhone working properly, Leash? Yes, yes. Are you going to yes, turn yes. your mic back on, Leash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to hack cough into no, the microphone. Okay. It's yep. a beautiful sound. Okay, next okay. question. Let's get going. All right, so this was um, how do you make friends or or meet community, like other how people in the astrological in community? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. I'm answering that first. first. So me. Okay. 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 Um, well, um, for me, it was finding groups of, that are already meeting, you know, looking in your local area for groups of people that are already meeting, um, you know, way back when, before the internet, was when I'm, that was how we three met and got together. These days you can do it online. It's probably one of the only ways you can do it at the moment is online. Um, but yeah, there's different opportunities like meetup and things like that. Also, um, finding different forums, Facebook groups, communities like that. And sometimes even in studying with different astrologers, when you find one astrologer you really love and that you participate in online live courses with them or even in live um, settings when we get out of the crazy COVID, um, that that's how you also get to meet people as well, going to different workshops and different lectures and things like that. So... Yay, I beat the buzzer again. You did. You're on fire. Okay. The Aries rising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. All right, who's up next? I'll go. Okay, I mean, yeah, okay. Okay, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I think, I think these days it's maybe a little bit of a disadvantage, the online space when it comes to actually meeting friends because the three of us were so lucky bumping into each other back in uh, those days in Sydney. But that being said, now we can spread our nets further online. But I think it's really important if you do connect with a teacher or with a group of people or another person, when an opportunity presents itself to meet in person, 
whether that's from mm. an astrology conference or a retreat or something, the value you get from that as a student, as a practicing astrologer, and just the friendships are next level. So save your dollars, um, get yourself organized for when we can do this again, because you will not regret it. I promise. Get to a conference when they're back in person and when they're happening or even just in your local area. Cool. Yay. Oh, just, just scraped in. Nice okay. one. <laughs> that must be you now, Kel. Ready, go. Okay. Oh, my gosh. There's so much pressure. Um, so I have three <laughs> points. Um, show up, start a conversation, and suggest a connection. And they're basically summarizing a lot of what you've both said is that you will have to show up. You'll have to go along to an online lecture or if you can meet in person, you have to, you have, to have to go there and then you've got to start talking to someone. And it's very intimidating because the first few astrology meetups I went to, I was the youngest by about 35 years. Most people were significantly older than me. So it was intimidating. I actually went with my teacher at the time, but it helped you know, make those little connections and then go forward. So you've got to get there and then you've got to start a conversation. And then the next thing is you have to suggest a connection. The thing with friendship is friendship builds over time. It builds through those touch points of getting together with a certain amount of time. Like you need a certain amount of touchstones to really build that friendship. It's easy to make friends when you're younger because you've got the time. So you have those number of touchstones in a shorter time frame. Um, I know I've run out of time, but basically... Um, I'll just finish this little theory, is the idea of suggesting connection. If you see someone in an online astrology group or in the chat box that you like, just ask if the two of you can maybe have a private call together or something. So that's it. Yep. Yeah. I wanted to add one more thing because I, I know. know it's like, vo- yeah. <laughs> volunteering Volunteer? is another yeah. way to do it. So whether it's at conferences or as, um, you know, part of an astrology organisation, you know, you're meeting other pro- astrologers professionally, but also people who are members of the organisation. So definitely adding in that too. Yeah, I want, and I know it's like, because we, so like, <laughs> we all met each other through astrology. Like if we did not have astrology, we would never have met, basically. No. That, that's, that was out. Like we have a lot more in common than we knew, but that was the anchor point or the interface point. Um, I wanted to Because it's not just to, a profession, yeah. it's a passion. You know what I mean? It's, well, I think that. Yeah. No, no, totally. It's, it's, a, it's a devotion or something. Yeah. I mean, don't get me started on how I describe astrology. Um, but I would say the <laughs> Association for Young Astrologers, the AYA, is a good place to connect with. Um, it's, it's, um, they have free talks each month, um, but also the organisations, the ESAR organisation, the AFAN organisation in Australia, the FAA organisation. A lot of these groups do used to meet up in person every month, but now they meet up online. Um, the Astrology Toronto, um, there's a group there. So almost wherever you are geographically, especially be if you're something. in the US, you could mm. just Google and one of the advantages is these groups that used to meet in person that might have been hard to get to, you can now connect with them online. So, yep. yeah. I know there's a new one in Brisbane that's just started up as well, Brisbane there Astrologers is. Enthusiasts. And, um, yeah, shout out for AFAN. Um, they hold regular events, discussion groups, study um, town halls, different things as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, most people just in astrology are happy. Yeah, most people in astrology yeah, are happy to talk up. astrology, and yeah, yeah. like you just just getting there and start those conversations. Like, how does this yep. go for you, or what's in your chart, or you know, you've got this sort of instant icebreaker. So 
Yeah. Um, and DM, yeah. DM people. Don't be scared of the social yeah. media DM. So that's what I was trying to say with my like suggest a connection is most people mm. are really happy to talk and help and mm. just making that first like reach out. Anyway, yeah, we've gone way over our minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great question. So thank you to the lovely yeah. lady who sent that in. Cool. Well, thanks, girls. Okay. Wow. All righty. It really is fast. That's isn't it? our that's um, our bonus episode for you. So hopefully that's helped you uh, get a few of your questions answered. And of course, if you've got some, uh, message us in our YouTube comments on our videos. You can connect with each of us online. Um, send through your questions, and we can create these episodes for you. Do you guys want to just say your URLs, your websites? kellysastrology.com and yours Leishi Alicia yep and I'm cassandratindle.com cool Yay. so that's where you can find us and make friends with us yeah <laughs> and subscribe <laughs> as well um yep. so one way if people want to do want to get to know each other if you're comfortable put where you're listening to this episode from in the comments below and if there's somebody that might be near you or nearish to you then maybe you can connect that way you never know that's right. You never know. It's like, when will I find the love of my life? When you get outside your front door. And astrology community is a bit the same, you know, like in order to meet astrologers, you have to go out and find the astrologers. Yes. So yep. that's, yeah. That's it. Okay. We need an astro awesome. Tinder. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. There's a whole other I'm sure level. there's probably one out there. There probably is one, actually. <laughs> astro Twitter, DMs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anyway, not On going there. Notes, <laughs> so Showing if you did age. like the show, if you love our vibe, we know that we are unique, but we're happy just to be ourselves. And if you vibe with that, just subscribe, like, put a comment, tell your friends about All us. All the things. We'll see you next time. You will. Thanks, girls. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.